Welcome back to Inspiring Hope, where I encourage you to have only positive expectations through true self-care. I am your host, Tracy Williams, and you're going to be joining me for a portion of the Self-Care Saturday show that's usually live on Facebook on Saturday mornings, Central Daylight Time. My special guest with me today is near and dear to my heart. I've been following this woman for years, and I just love her to pieces. Her name is Dr. Madeline Douglas. Dr. Madeline is fondly known as Dr. D. She is a youth director and trainer. She's been doing that over 35 years in the greater Kansas City area, working with youth from all walks of life. Dr. Douglas has also served as the director of Now's Home for Children, as well as other key senior management positions for Now's Home. She's a certified marriage and family counselor, a life coach, a playwright, an author, and a teacher, as well as an ordained minister. Dr. Madeline Douglas has received her doctorate in counseling and in Christian education and administration from Faith Bible College in 2000. Dr. Douglas received her board certification as a marriage and family Christian therapist from the American Society of Christian Therapists in 2001. She's an alumni member of the Board of Directors for Habitat for Humanity, and just an all-around good person. But more importantly, she is a mother and a grandmother. So let's get started today. Let's get it, y'all. Let's go. We're ready. Um, When my husband died, it it was really, really, really a hard time for me because I don't know if a lot of people knew I've been married almost 40 years. I've been married. This, this is driving me crazy not being in the middle. Sure. Me, it's get... You're good. Stay in here. Okay. okay. Because I don't see myself. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm making it. There we go. Okay. So when my husband died, I had been married um, 39, almost 40 years. And to have, I got married at 19 years old. And I know a lot of people say, getting married that young. Okay. So by the time she's about 21, 22, they'll be divorced, but we made it and we made it through the storm. We made it through the rain and uh, everything wasn't always peaches and cream. You know, a lot of people time people try to act as though their marriage was this, that, and the other, but we made it and we were good. We were good. And our children had finally gotten grown emptiness syndrome time when all of a sudden he started to get sick and 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 not look like himself and make up all kind of things to me about why he was looking like he was looking and i'm like you just don't look good you just don't look good and because he's always kind of this robust guy basketball playing guy and he just kind of started laying around and to find out that he had stage four cancer mm-hmm. and by the time he got to see about it from the point that he went into the hospital on a Sunday, six weeks later on another Sunday, he was gone. Mm. And he died. I, we didn't even have time to think about it, didn't have time to get ready for it. We were in the hospital just trying to hope he got well. And to add, probably as some might say, insult to injury, he died on my birthday. I, I thought I was going to die too. I thought I wasn't going to make it. But, you know, when I wrote my book, part of uh, one of the chapters in my book is about my husband. And I want everybody out there to know there is life after death. There is life after death. And I want to thank our, 
our guest were talking about, I am a counselor. And so sometimes it's hard for a doctor to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard for the, the beautician to go get her hair done, you know. And mm -hmm. so as a counselor, I thought I'm a crisis counselor. I'm not just a counselor. I teach crises counseling. So I thought I had it all together. I can, you know, surely I didn't talk all the steps, how to make it through. And I'm telling you, I couldn't remember not a one. I didn't know how to navigate this. This, this was too much for me. And I did go and get counseling. And I thanks God so much that I didn't try to use what I thought I knew. Mm -hmm. uh, that I teach to others to try to teach it or try to walk through this journey uh, by myself because I realized that my children now were, were going to need somebody to help navigate and I couldn't help anybody sick. At the funeral, I, I'm, I come from a large family, Tracy, and uh, I'm the second of 19 children. Well, I'm like mama sister. I ain't just sister. So I'm kind of, and then I knew there were a lot of Niles home people there. I knew there were a lot of, of the people I'd mentored there, students, it was just kind of packed. And I kind of took on this attitude. If I drop a tear, if I cry, my all my whole front row, all my siblings is just going to fall out on the floor and have a fit because I'm crying. So I just kind of got strong, held on, and stayed still. And uh, I don't always uh, suggest that to people. If you're feeling like you should drop a tear, drop it. I just yeah. thought I had to be strong. I had to hold on. And as a result, I went through some little emotional challenges after that. That's what made me go and get a counselor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny when I went to, to the counselor, I didn't have any idea who I was going to. I just went to a grief counselor, get there. That counselor was one of my former students. Who kept saying? Now we're gonna ask Dr. Douglas a few questions, but I'm like, I didn't ask. I, I'm I'm sick. I I didn't come to the prayer line to pray. I came to the prayer line to get the prayer. So I, I'm so glad that I did that and uh, made it through that. And I tell you, God is a keeper. And now nine years later, that's been nine years. Now nine years later, I'm well. I'm well because I walked through the steps. I didn't act like I wasn't in pain. I didn't uh, act like I was superwoman and I could do this all by myself. I surrounded myself with a wonderful team of people. Yeah. And uh, now Home was a great help. The children at now Home. sometimes it's good to be around kids. Because yeah. kids don't, you know, they almost knocked me down when I came back in the door, hugging me. And I was like, I am not going to be able to do this. I'm, but those kids made it all right. So I thank God I made it through that season of my life. And I write and I help widows in this season, men and women, how to make it through that season of life. Well, I didn't know I was going to be, I, I'm sorry, I know I'm speechless. I didn't know I was going to be remembering that day like it um, happened all over again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. I thank God for people like you, Tracy. You guys don't know how much it was meant to me when I looked up and I seen everybody, it was as though everybody's uh, presence around me was like a coat because it was a coldest winter day you know it was a cold it seemed like it was colder than ever and it's just like i was cloaked with people's presence and that's a blessing i'm grateful for that i know my uh, uh co-host here can can identify with the fact that yeah you need people yeah, yeah you need people and i'm grateful that people didn't leave me 
You know, sometimes right. people will walk you right. all the way to the funeral. Mm -hmm. And and then they get their hats and their coats, and then you go back home in that door all by yourself. Mm -hmm. All by yourself. But I had one of my craziest sisters who I, you know, she wouldn't have been the sister I chose to stay. She would not go home. She stayed right <laughs> with me. She laid beside the bed. She did all kind of, and I, I, you know, I love her to this day. Uh, for she's the only sister that's not married, and she she just stayed there. She wasn't going nowhere. She we gonna watch a movie together. I look up, she's snoring, sleep in the bed. I'm thinking, you need to go home. But <laughs> I, when she finally did go home, I missed her. I really missed her presence, and I'm so grateful for all of you all who helped me through that season. And it is my journey. It is a part of my kingdom assignment to help others through that journey. Yep. Yes. And, and I love that about the title of your book. So can you just tell us the title of your book? Well, I think the that's title of my book, and if I can hold it up here, I do have it. Uh, you won't miss it because my big mug is right on the front of <laughs> the book. And the title of my book is After This. And I wrote this book because uh, for many reasons. I did not write this book uh, as, as, my, as a, my journey after my husband died. It just became a part of a chapter in the book. I actually wrote this book and started writing this book years before he died. Just It just didn't make it to publication. I remember that. Remember, we were, we were bugging you. We were like, when you coming out with that book? No, and I kept saying, y'all need to leave me alone about that book because y'all making me Y'all making it too long. Y'all making me scared to write. <laughs> Everybody's waiting with bated breath. And what if it ain't good? Maybe it ain't good. But anyway, uh, really why I wrote this book is because I saw ministers. One of my first loves is ministry. And I saw young ministers, old ministers, and a lot of ministers trying to minister. And they were, their process of being prepared to minister to me, in my estimation, was not complete. And so I wrote, I, I've always been fascinated with the butterfly. I've always been fascinated because when my son was in the seventh grade, he had to do a project on a butterfly. And we had to, we had to make this butterfly from a caterpillar all the way. We had to do all kinds of, I remember getting pantyhose, making the cocoon so you could see through it and all <laughs> of that. And as I did that, I, I thought about this journey of this butterfly is all of our journey to our completion of whatever we're going to do before we're ready to fly. And yeah. I saw too many people trying to do ministry, making crash landings because they were trying to fly without wings. <laughs> they, were, they were still grounded and with a Bible up under their arms. So I wrote this book as, as a part of uh, 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 understanding how tests, trials, and crises and the process of preparation get us ready for I call in life, any whatever that call is. If it's in your vocation, if it's in ministry, or whatever it is. And so I titled it after this because I didn't want them to get hung up at the process. I want right. to you know if you make it through the process, there's a wonderful lesson for you waiting after this. And I use that scripture that says we've been made to do it for a night season, but after this, joy will come in the morning. Don't yes. get that. In the process, because the process sometimes, hi, honey. This he's my son. That's my son. Anyway, and so I also use the 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 scripture that says, um, and, and why is it slipping? Uh, First Peter 
5 and 10, it says, um, after that we have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace will establish us. He will, he will stabilize us. He will, he will give us all that we need to be all that we need to be um, for our kingdom assignment or for whatever it is we were born to do. I just wanted people to know, because people don't want to hear about the process. I don't want to hear about no more suffering. I don't want to hear about no more struggling, uh, uh, embracing processes and all of that. But in order to be anything you're going to be, you cannot jump from kindergarten to the 12th grade. You no. got to, to the first grade, second grade, third grade, if you're going to be something. So I was trying, my appeal was to you that after it's all said and done, you're going to be wonderful. You really are going to fly. After the butterfly goes through the caterpillar stage, the cocoon stage, the wrestling trying to get up out of that cocoon stage, he can't go do nothing until he's big enough or strong enough. I don't know. And he's pretty. You can actually see him through the cocoon. And a, one, uh, a portion of my book I write, uh, many people have saw a gray big old, because you can, you can go to places and see if you see a, a, a butterfly lying in a nest, you can see that his wings are already on him. You can see his beautiful colors and everything. But because you can see through there and see all that, don't mean he's ready. And a lot of people have cut people out of, they, they cut a butterfly out and let him out of there, thinking that they're letting him free from that struggle. I'm just setting you free from the struggle, only to cripple him and cause him to, you know, not be able to fly. And I've seen a lot of churches because ministers come in and I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Yeah, they get excited about what they see on the outside and they have not let the inside of them uh, finish, haven't let God's process and suffering uh, 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 get you ready for that. You might not want to believe it. Crises. People need to understand that COVID-19 is a is yeah. a cocoon situation. This, this, this crisis, did. God ain't sleep on this crisis. He knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. He knew that he was going to shut the sanctuary down and send the church home and send us home to get prepared for the next season of our lives. Because uh, some of us were never going to do it right in our robotic state at the church. So we need to go home and get the presence of God and let yeah. COVID is going to dry up someday. This pandemic, it won't be here always. But I hope that people have been cocooning in with God and getting prepared for there after this. After this is over, you're going to fly. You're going to be who God wants you to be, and you're going to be prepared. So that's kind of what my book is. That's my process in there. I'm talking to widows about after they go through the grief period, after you feel like it's over, you know, that's what the devil kind of whispered in my ear when my husband died, because he was a great provider, great. What you going to do now? Y'all by yourself, kids grown and gone, great. Mm -hmm. Kids are up, teenagers, and gone off to college. And what you gonna do now? But I tell you, it has been a wonderful ride, and God has not forgotten me. God has not forgotten me. And even if God sends me a new husband, I don't know. He may send me a new husband. I don't know. It took me a long time to even think about a new husband because I was still so Mrs. Larry Douglas. Uh, but now I think I'm ready, and I think I'll be an even better wife after this because I learned some things. You know, I've learned a I've learned, you know, I was young, 19 years old. I'm almost 68. Uh, yeah. Hey, who knows? Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Get it. Get it. Whatever. Oh, you looking good, though. 
We'll see. Well, I really appreciate we'll see. Sherman. I see if Sherman will permit that. Is that all right, Sherman? Where's Sherman going? Ask it. Are yeah. we on live? Yeah, honey, will you permit that? <laughs> we on live TV. What's happening? We'll talk to you about it. I'll see. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody even, ain't, ain't nobody around. So <laughs> I have to get ready. You know what? And I say to women, don't jump up and just jump out of one thing. Get your healing. Don't take your unhealed self uh, into, because uh, unhealed, if you're unhealed, you're going to attract what you are. That's you're going right. to attract somebody that's unhealed too. And the yeah. two of you unhealed people are going to make a unhealed mess. That's right. So I want to be healed. I want to be whole. And I want to attract healed, healed and wholeness uh, to my life. So it's okay. I'll wait till that time. So, and then after this, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Amen. Yeah. Well, listen, ladies, our time is up and I appreciate you, uh, both of you guys and everything that you share, you brought to the table is my hopes that you all are able to have a new network of somebody that you can lock arms with. Yeah. If you see somebody on the post that made, um, you know, a comment that you like or you agree with, make sure that you friend that person. We all need each other. Both of our um, experts here have told us one thing they have in common is they both have to reach out to somebody else. We mm -hmm. all need somebody. We all got to start to lock into one another and cocoon ourselves, as Dr. D said, with uh, the lover of our soul and the lifter of our mm -hmm. head, the only one that can really heal us and make us whole again. And whoever that is to you, to me, that's Jesus. You can call him God, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Lock in and, and get loaded. And know yes. that you know what there's life after this. There is and life. This is not this. the end because joy will come in the morning, and that goes yeah. along with inspiring hope to have only positive expectations. Yeah, positive expectations. So I will see you guys next time. We love you so much. God bless you all. Peace out. Right. Thank you for inviting me, Tracy. Thank, Thank you. you. God bless you. you so God bless your ministry. All right. Bye bye.